Repentance Prodigals and the Coming Move of God today in the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's get started. Hey, greetings, Apostle Lewis here with you, and I am so glad to have this time with you this week. Thank you for being patient. It was a very busy two, three weeks, and we're just kind of getting that slate clean from a couple people passed away, a new baby born, uh, son had some playoff games uh, for a summer ball, a lot of things going on, and uh, really just kind of... Um, was real busy and I had to tend to other things and wasn't too concerned about doing a lot of videos. So I'm going to talk to you today about repentance, prodigals, and the coming moves of God. And I want to talk first about repentance. Here's the problem with many people in the church is they think repentance is only for sinners. And why we as a church, and I'm, I'm the reason I say we, and you go, this might not be applicable to me. But let me at least attempt to maybe prick your heart. I believe God wants to release a mighty move. But I believe that he doesn't have a people fully ready for it yet. Now, can we fully get ready? No. I, I, my answer to you would be no. But there's one thing that always seems to happen in revivals is repentance. So let me ask you something. If revival seems to always have this fruit called repentance... Why do we wait to repent? Can we not examine ourselves and go, Lord, I don't think... Let's at least have the question, Lord, is everything okay? Am I really walking with the fire and the passion and the hunger that I used to? Am I really seeking you like I used to? Or am I a little bit um, busy? I always tell people the three things that will get us are... Um, desires for other things, cares of this world, and deceitfulness of riches. They will always get us. And not always get us, but those are the three areas that get anybody, okay? In the sense of, you know, I, God starts blessing me, and now I have desire for the blessing, but not Him. I have desire for more success, but not Him. Um, cares of this world. We do have cares of the world. Sometimes people pass away. Sometimes kids are getting married. And, you know, sometimes you have new babies. These are cares of the world. Or, you know, you just have life. And that's life. And it'll choke out the things of God. And then deceitfulness of riches. Money will make me happy. I'll pursue money. And that will make me happy. And, um, and I don't manage the money well. I don't manage my life well. And so you have to always steward your life very well with God. And, you know... I have not been satisfied in the church for about 10 years. Um, I'm going to be really honest with you. It What really stunned me was that when we were in revival at the gate and how petty some people could be with egos, with competition, taking money, <laughs> um, that people, even in that atmosphere, what I didn't understand as a young pastor was all these things can distract. And, and 
Um, and I knew that to a degree, but I didn't know to, how to handle and manage that. And I remember Bill, I'm reading a book from Bill. Uh, it's right here, as a matter of fact. Um, Open Heavens by Bill Johnson. And I'm reading it, marking it slowly through. I have it on audiobook. Uh, I think I might even have it on Kindle. Um, I'm almost done with it, but I'm not trying to go through it really quick. So I'm really trying to think about everything that Bill's saying here. By the way, um, this is one of the, it's such a phenomenal book. Bill's such a good writer, uh, and but he's but it's not his writing, okay? It's not his writing that's great. It's his revelation that's revelatory. That's great. And I so appreciate his friendship over the years. And I, I've been after God my whole life. I realize some things, and I, some things we need to repent of. I can't make God happen. And I think there's a lot of ministers who think they can make God happen, but you can't. I can do my ministry, I can do my gift, because it's the spirit of the prophet subject to the prophet. And I can prophesy and I can pray, but I'm talking about revival. And part of the things the church needs to pray for is they're fine without them. They really are. They're fine without a move. As long as the pews are full and everyone looks joyful and whatever. But I wonder how many people gauge. I used to teach that, you know, the eagle doesn't, like the, the, the bird on the ground will, uh, like you ever see a duck or a goose take off. They, they start flapping. They might start running. They get up to speed and go. But eagles are different. Eagles sniff for the wind. Which way is the wind going? And they launch out and catch the wind. And as and the problem with Christians is, or with churches, we have such a set program every time that we come to church that it's hard to sniff uh, and find what God is doing because everything is um, so... Um, predetermined long before we even went to church that morning. So today I had a message and uh, Sunday morning at the gate and what I'm training, even my worship leader, Kara, she did such an amazing job. And what I told her is like, okay, we had a little prayer time and then it's okay now. We're getting ready to start. And I said, don't go into a song. See what Holy Spirit is saying. Now, no one knew what I was preaching on. And it was John chapter 6. And I said, and I didn't tell her, I just said, see what the Spirit, find out what the Spirit's doing. Sense Him. See where He's going. And she started talking about the bread of life. She started singing about it. Not knowing. See, that is what eagles do is they sniff the wind. What are you doing in this place? What is you want? What do you want in this place? And what I, what, what we have to learn is that, you know, when I go to speak and travel, people want to tell you, what's the, what's going to be about? I don't like advertising that way. Um, I don't like it because I feel that's what we've always done. I understand if you're having a school of the prophets or, you know, I understand we do all that, but no one really knows what's going to happen in the meeting. Or I hope we don't think we fully know. 
Like there's very little, listen, there is very little seeking done in our meetings. Very little of it done in meetings today than what was 10, 15 years ago. And this is what's dying from the church in Jacksonville and around the globe is that we've come to perform. We've come to make our name known. We've come to impress you with us. And that's why we as ministers need to repent. We as ministers need to bear this burden and ask God to forgive us and heal us from our own stupidity and deliver us from our own um, real, oh man, how to say it, just our own uh, arrogance of, well, you know, obviously I got this opportunity now for my gift. I got this opportunity to uh, show you all that I am, you know. I want to impress you with me. I really, I really can't tell you enough how little I really care if you're impressed by me. Um, it's really never been my goal, and that doesn't make me holier than anybody. It doesn't make me better than you or anything like that. Please don't think that that's what I'm saying because it's not. Um, because really, it's not, folks. Um. I really, I have, my personality is one that doesn't care if you like me or not. Um, that doesn't make me better. It's just, it, by the way, that holds with it its own, its own problems. Okay. Um, but I do want to read to you. Now, this is the revival in, 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 in Scott, the Scott, it's called the Scottish revival. Um, it happened um, uh, in the Western Isles of, of um, Britain, Great Britain. Um, and uh, Duncan Campbell was, I don't want to say he was the head minister, because he wouldn't say he was the head minister. Um, so it was a, a really dynamic revival. But the revival that the way it, you know was broken, they had met for a long time in prayer. They had spent a lot of time for a couple months of praying. And this is what a young deacon gets up and says. This is what broke open the revival. But I, but it doesn't manifest here, even though something shifted that night. So listen to this. He says this. It seems to me so much humbug to be waiting as we are waiting, to be praying as we are praying, when we ourselves are not rightly related to God. Then he lifted his hands towards heaven and prayed, O oh God, are my hands clean? Is my heart pure? Then he went to his knees and fell into a trance. And he says, I can't explain that. He said, but something happened that night and power was loosed. You know what we always are doing? I feel that the church is always, as ministers, um, we're not praying for ourselves or praying for everyone else to repent. I want to repent from if I've ever prayed that prayer, and I'm sure I have. 
Like if all the people would just repent. I need, I repented from even just thinking that everyone else needs to repent. The truth of the matter is we all need to repent. Not from homosexual, not from sexual sin. If you're doing that, repent. I'm talking about a lot of Christians have let their hearts grow cold. And I, I would tell you I haven't. But I would tell you, compared to who? Compared to Jesus? See, the temptation with us, Pat, and the reason I'm saying us is because I don't want to speak down to anybody. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm talking at you. I want to include myself in this. I feel that's the safest route for me to go, is to make sure I'm including myself in this. Because, you know, if, the, if it applies to you, it applies to you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But... You know, when God talks to me, and he does talk to me and prophesy, you know, speaks to me prophetically. I want you to understand that it's time to repent. When you were on fire, listen, when you were so hungry for miracles and signs and wonders 10 years ago, but you are not hungry for them anymore. You're not hungry for the presence anymore. You're not pressing. And I see people in worship and they're sitting on their phones. You know, I know you're on your phones is you're posting during your church services. Like other links, other stuff. You're literally on your phone at your churches instead of instead of paying attention. And that's our fault. Listen, that's my fault as a minister. That I don't want you to miss what God's going to do here. Now, here's what's coming. Number one, we're already seeing it. And this is why the Lord's speaking to me about it. He's showing me something. said, you know, son of man, do you see, what I'm, you see what I'm doing here? I'm causing the prodigals to come in. And I've had in the last four or five weeks, six weeks, um... People call me up asking for forgiveness and coming back to Jesus moments. And and some of them are repenting to me for what they've done and to us. And which, by the way, I've already forgiven them because that's just... But here's what you have to remember. Listen, this is what you have to remember in repentance. You have to be honest about it. You can't, you can't say, well, if I sin, forgive me. It's not repentance, okay, folks? That's that's trying to save your own hide. Be honest with the Lord. If you sinned against someone, tell them, hey, I know I did this. Forgive me. Um, what I get from a lot of people, I would get from a lot of people is like, you know, when they're leaving, they know why they're leaving. They got caught in something. If I've sinned, you know, forgive me. I mean, if you sinned, you know. Now, over the years, I've had many people you know, return and, but as you'll see in the gate service, and I'm sure Jeremy might clip this as a clip. Um, one of my spiritual sons came home about, you know, just a couple of several weeks ago and he emailed me and God has just been moving on him. And the Lord spoke to me and said, son, you see, I'm going to send the prodigals back to the church. Here's the preceding. This is the, the, if we will repent, listen, God wants to send them back. But the church needs to repent. He's got to have a place to send them back to. Okay. The church needs to repent. The church needs to repent. Because we're not 
hungry and seeking God like we thought we were. We're seeking, this is what we're seeking for. God bless us. God increase our ministry. God, but we're not seeking him. We're seeking him for the blessing. We're seeking him for what he can do to make us successful. But that's not good enough for him. He really wants to be your all in all. He wants it really to be him or nothing. And I'm afraid that for many in the church, um, the nothing is not acceptable. I think the church, you know, we want to be successful. You know, we, there's a part where, you know, we want to brag about what God does. <laughs> and folks, I sit in the green rooms and, and, um, and I see it. God does marvelous things through really stupid people. And that's the way I feel about it. And, and I'm just glad to be in the room. It doesn't mean we don't learn things. But I wonder what would happen if we as ministers could really get surrendered. Really get out of the way. Really allow God to have his way in a meeting. And um, we haven't seen it yet. Okay, so the products that are coming home, and I want to let you know that those sons and daughters you have that have walked away from you and the church and God, and you know they've walked away from God, God's going to start drawing them. Now, that comes to a very, now don't you call up your sons and try to tell them to come back, okay, but you do need to repent. Or let me, let me, let me at least do this, you don't need to repent, because I don't know, maybe you don't. But let's at least do this. God, is my hands clean? Is my heart pure before you, Lord? Have I just been blind? Lord, if there's something you need to talk to me about, you go, well, won't he just do it? Not without invitation. He really won't. There, by the way, I know this from my own past stupid life that God can show us something's wrong, but we don't respond, and we're waiting for him to do it again, and he sometimes... You already know. He already told you. He already told you this a month ago. He told you this a year ago. He's not going to keep telling you. Repent. But God's going to draw the prodigals home. And it's not necessarily... Here's, here's what I want to tell you. It's not our job to call them home. It's not our job. It's not our job to tell them to come home. It's our job to be ready when they come home. But it's not our job to call them home. The Father is the one who draws them. John 6, 44, no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Okay? No one comes to Jesus. Jesus said, this is Jesus talking. No one comes to me unless him who sent me, the Father, draws them to me. You can't, you're not coming to me. I want you to tell you something. If we can find in the grace of God a heart to lay ourselves down, a place, the grace, let the grace be upon us to lay ourselves bare before him and say, Lord, if there's anything you've got to do in me, if there's anything you've got to do in me, if there's any wickedness found in me, Lord, will you show it to me? But do it in tender kindness to me. Do it in your tender mercies, but show it to me so I can be clean. You go, Lou, I'm clean by the blood of Jesus. Well, that's partly true. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 7. I suggest you read from uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 11 up to 7, 1, 7, 2, whatever you want to. But 
start back there, okay? I think this chapter was put in a bad place. <laughs> you know, I think it was just put up, I think chapters messed this up, all right? But it says there, therefore having these promises. What are the promises? That God wants to dwell among us, that God wants to do the great things amongst us. And he says this, therefore having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. How did our spirit get filthy? How did our spirit get dirty? Well, we started using the anointing, the spirit, the grace on our lives to try to get what we want. And that, 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 that pollutes it a little bit. Listen, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. So we do have a role in cleansing as well as the Holy Spirit, as well as the blood, and as well as the word says it also washes us. I want to I wanna just ask you, look, I want to recommend that you ask the Lord, Lord, if there's anything unholy, anything wicked in me. Now, somebody that's going to be very quick and he's going to speak, and that's such a wonderful thing, so repent. I'm not asking you to cry out this for like seven days, okay? I'm just asking you to ask that, Lord, lay myself before you. If there's anything in me that you need to do, any wickedness in me so I can... Be free from it through your grace and your repentance on my life. Then please, Lord, let me find that grace and favor right now, right here. So repentance is going to make way for the prodigals and God's going to start bringing them home. Now, some of them have come home to gay church. Some of them haven't. I don't, I don't care. I really don't in a way. You know, some some are in town, and my thing is, have you returned to God? Have you gotten right with the Lord? Amen. That's where my heart rejoices in. That's where my heart sings in Him. That's where my heart is glad and full in Him. That Him who has the bride is the bridegroom, not me. That they've come back to Him. And Sam's testimony from this morning was so powerful. And then we're going to see an awakening. See, then we're going to see awakening. And, and every revival is preceded by prayer. Every revival is preceded by prayer. But you go, why is there so much repentance after the Spirit comes? Because when His holiness is actually present, we realize everything undone in us. We realize, oh Jesus, not out of not out of like you're going to destroy me, God, but I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Now, if we need, oh God, you're going to destroy us to snatch us from hell, then so be it. But because I want to be like you, I want more of you. And I think that's important that we understand that there is a great move of God coming, but it's time right now for the church to repent. And those who do, those who do are going to be the catalyst for what's coming. Now, you can be the catalyst or you don't have to be. I'm going to be the catalyst. How about you? I might not be the public face, but I'm going to be a catalyst. I'm going to be somebody who does this. And the Lord's speaking to me so loudly. I don't want to say, thus saith the Lord, that you have to hear it, but thus saith the Lord. 
repent and I'll heal you and I'll heal my body and I'll heal my church and I'll bring a great revival but you repent I'll call your prodigals home your sons and daughters will return to me and I'll bless them and I'll increase them and I'll show them my glory my manifest presence will be with them and they will fall in love with me like they've never been in love before. And I'll do great signs and wonders in their midst. And I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth. But they will be strong and stable through it all. And they will inherit a kingdom that has no end. So go ahead. Examine us, Lord, for these things we might be pleasing in your eyes. I thank you, Lord, and I love you. All my heart. Help my heart to be lovesick for you. Help my heart to be full with you, to be satisfied only in you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you're a prodigal and you just happen to get this or you know a prodigal and so you send it to someone and someone sent this to you, then what I would like you to do is repent. And the Lord will grant you repentance and the Lord will grant you to come back in. And I want to tell you this, the moment it pricks your heart, the moment you say, I've got to come back to God, I've got to get right with God. The moment you say that and you turn, that's what repentance, the word repentance, it doesn't mean repent, it actually means turn. That's what the word means, to turn. The moment we turn our face towards God is repentance. Now we still have to confess our sins, but that is repentance. We are repenting. Why? We're turning back to you. We're saying, oh, how did I not follow you? The moment you do that, Holy Spirit's going to brood upon you. Holy Spirit's going to be there. Here's how I know that. The Holy Spirit has set you up to hear this. That's how I know it. It was a divine setup of Holy Spirit that you are hearing me speak these words. So don't turn. Don't click through. Run to. Draw nigh. Draw unto Him. That's all of our callings. All of our callings in God are to come unto Him. Only through Jesus always through Jesus, never any other way but Jesus. See, if I think it's by my praise I come in, then it's not. I come in with praise, but I don't come in by praise. I come in with praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Well, I love you, Saint. I really do love you. Will you comment, click, like, share, subscribe, do all those things? But I do love you. And I'm really praying that revival fires hit wherever we go. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. And you have a great week. Bye-bye.